Hey everybody, this is Hunter Williams. Today is going to be episode 82 of the NeuroEdge podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I know your time is your most valuable asset, so I really appreciate you taking time out of your day, whatever you're doing, to listen to this and try and improve and improve yourself. The name of today's episode is The Hidden Epidemic of Loneliness. And I call this The Hidden Epidemic because I feel like in today's world, this isn't something people necessarily talk about, especially men, and that's probably gonna be what I gear this towards a little bit more today. Not that it's not important for women too, but I think loneliness is something that has kind of been on my mind and my heart lately to talk about as I think it's a big problem and particularly with what has happened in the year 2020. As we all know, this has been the year of quote unquote social distancing, social isolation, all that stuff. And I think it is really important to drill down and understand when you remove yourself from being in contact with people and communicating with people, how that actually affects yourself and affects your health and how it ha actually has health consequences. So again, today we're talking about the hidden implications of loneliness, the hidden health consequences of loneliness and what you can do about it. And I think Everybody kind of knows what you can do about it. It's obviously be around more people. And this is something that I struggle with because a lot of times I get so busy with the work that I'm doing that I can often isolate myself from friends and family. And that's not the good to do long term. There are serious actual health consequences long term that I can cause. So it's important for all of us as humans that we are on guard against loneliness, loneliness that we are combating against loneliness. And depending on your type of personality, that you understand that. For me, I'm more introverted, so it is easier for me to distance myself from other people and want to remove myself, especially if you're in a work environment where you are around a lot of people all the time and you're communicating with a lot of people. It's easy to withdraw from that and want to get away from it. So, I want to stress the importance of being around friends and family and how that actually has real tangible health consequences. So before I get into that, as always, don't forget to head on over to our Facebook group. The group is now called the Enlightened Masculine Fellowship. It's a really cool group. Uh, we've got a little over 50 people in there now and we are growing. So if you want to talk about a lot of the stuff that I talk about on this podcast and anything else that some of the other members of the group want to talk about, definitely head on over and check that out. I think it would be a really cool place. And I think you'd enjoy it and get some really valuable insights from myself and some of the other people in there. Because we have a lot of cool dudes in there that have a wide array of talents, skill sets, and everything. So don't forget, check that out. And especially if this type of content is something that you resonate with, what I'm saying, what I'm pick, putting down, you're picking up that kind of thing, head on over and it's a little bit more of a community, which is kind of what I'm talking about today. So how not to be lonely. But anyway, so let's jump on into it. The reason I think this is important, and I'm gonna get into some of the health effects and everything of loneliness, but I have noticed in different periods of my life, and I try to track the emotional state that I may be in at any given time, different periods of my life, I have noticed that when I am more in a negative emotional state it is because I am not proactively engaging in relationships with friends and family or significant other, whatever you may have. So the reason I say that is because our well-being, they're just like there's spiritual components, emotional components, physical components, mental components of our well-being. 
there is a relational component to our well-being that can only be filled by actually connecting with other humans face-to-face. And if you are listening to this or watching this video, obviously this is in a digital format, so you're seeing a digital avatar of myself talk about these ideas and everything. However, it is as important as you engage in the digital world, in the information world to make yourself better, that you are taking those principles that you are learning on podcasts like mine and other books and podcasts that you may listen to and applying those into real world settings. I know that is tougher to do right now in light of everything that has happened this year with the pandemic and all that stuff. Um, But in light of that, it's very important that you try to get together as much as possible with other people. But what I want to do is just go through some different points about how prevalent loneliness is and what you can actually expect it to do to your health, just so you know. And I don't say this to scare you or anything like that, but I just want you to be informed about how we have transitioned as a culture, as a society, from one that is very tribal and functions in team settings and settings where we are in a group and we work together as a group to one that is a little bit more individualistic, and especially now where a lot of people are isolated, you may be working from home, you're doing a lot more things from home, how that is kind of manifested in problems with our health. So just going through some of these, and I'm going to talk about these. This is not going to be, a lot of times I do a list of things and I'll talk about each one. This is not so much a list today as much as I'm just going to be talking about different things. So according to most recent statistics, loneliness is at epidemic levels, again, epidemic levels in the U.S., with 46% of adults saying they sometimes or always feel lonely. Think about that. Almost one out of every two people that you see, you go out to the store, you go out to restaurants, you go out everywhere. One out of two of those people, almost one out of two, is going to say that they almost always or always feel lonely. Now that's really sad. And again, I am not immune to this myself. I've had periods in my life where I definitely feel like that. And I think it is right now something I feel called to do and inspired to do to help get this message out to you. But um, historically, mankind survived because we banded together and worked as a group. So kind of like what I talked about, our very survival often depended on being part of a tribe. When feeling disconnected from community, anxiety, and depression are something that arise in our psychology. Um, Along with that, internet and social media arrived when our sense of community was already waning a little bit. And social social media really has given us the appearance that we were connecting with people, i.e. friends on Facebook, likes on Instagram, blah, 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 all that stuff. Um, However, there is still... Not the it can't replace actually having face to face communication and whether you want to break that down to something that is at the quantum physical level where there's actual mirror neurons and everything going on when we're in a space with other people and again there is technology as a double edged sword so you have technology that we can use in a good way and a bad way and unfortunately it's not always used in the best way. Um, but there is still a component of us that needs to interact with other people in person. According to recent statistics, again, loneliness is at epidemic levels. And this was in 2018, um, a survey of 20,000 individuals. So along with that, 47% say they feel left out, which I think, again, probably caused a lot by social media. 
47% say they do not have meaningful in-person social interactions or extended conversations on a daily basis. Now think about that. And this is one of the reasons that I started the community and podcast and everything that I am doing. It is not because I want to be famous. It is not because I want attention or anything like that. And maybe you watch this and you maybe feel different about that. Or maybe, But however, this is one thing that I thought about. I was like, man, there are so many cool and interesting people in the world. But for the most part, I don't feel like I am interacting with people at a deep level about topics that matter. However, you go on the internet and there's tons of people like me, tons of people that think the same thing, that want to have in-depth conversations about the state of humanity, the state of our health as a human race and everything. And there's people out there like that. And what's great about the internet is it allows us to link up. And if you're listening to something like this, you probably agree the same. So, wow, that's awesome. However, 47% of the people out there that surveyed, and this is a pretty big study, feel like they don't have extended conversations that are meaningful on a daily basis. And that's something I want to change. And again, as much as you can, you want to do that in person. But even if it's over online, it's going to help more. And especially as I think we are transitioning into this age where a lot of people are becoming linked up through the Internet and telepathically, um, these ideas are starting to take hold in a decentralized manner throughout the web of consciousness and information that we are now in. Um, so I think that's something that's really important that, again, one thing that I am working on here is to tr try and create a platform and a community of people that can have those meaningful conversations about things that are important to us, important to us as a species, and <clears throat> more or less the direction that we're going as humans. 43% sometimes or always feel the relationships they have aren't even meaningful. So again, 43% of those people felt like they just had surface level relationships. So I think it's a problem. If you go back to trying to find like-minded people, that's one thing that, especially if you're someone that's growth oriented, that is tougher to do is to find people that kind of see the world, not exactly like you do, but in a manner that want to have in-depth, meaningful conversations about what is going on. And then 43% percent report feeling isolated so again that problem of loneliness coming up again the loneliest are young adults between the ages of 18 and 22 and i think again with the social media generation this is really where you're seeing a lot of problems this age group also rated their health the lowest which correlates with science linking loneliness with a greater risk for obesity heart disease anxiety dementia and reduced lifespan basically everything that is causing the health problems that we have in society today all these chronic disease Loneliness is correlated with higher levels of them. So obesity, heart disease, anxiety, dementia, reduced lifespan. These are all things that are maybe not necessarily caused directly by loneliness, but definitely made worse. I think for something like obesity, there's a lot of argument that could be made that our lifestyles along with the food we ate are the main cause of that. However, something like loneliness is only going to make that worse. And because your body isn't getting the proper foundation and all these different pillars that we have that lead to optimal health, you're going to have a problem with these. So maintaining strong and healthy social connections has been linked to a 50% reduced risk of early death. Similarly, emotional loneliness is linked with an increased risk of all-cause mortality. So again, it is no secret and you can prove it scientifically that loneliness is going to be something that leads to a shorter life an unhealthier life and overall lower life satisfaction. And that's whether you are shy, like myself, or you are someone that is super outgoing. 
Studies have also shown that people who are lonely are more likely to experience higher levels of perceived stress, increased inflammation, reduced immune function, and poor sleep. Again, things that I talk about all the time with health, and you can do a lot of the biohacking stuff and everything that is out there to try to improve your loneliness and or try to improve your health. However, if you are not dealing with loneliness or you're not focusing on harmonious relationships with your family, your friends, loved ones, things of that nature, there's always going to be a gap there. And again, science proves higher levels of perceived stress, increased inflammation, reduced immune function, and poor sleep, which again, are all going to be precursors to having a healthy life you're controlling for those things. 2011 study found for that each one-point increase on the UCLA loneliness scale, an individual is 8% more likely to experience some sort of sleep disruption. Wow, that's powerful. How many people have problems with sleep right now in today's age? A lot of people. I hear that all the time in what I do. Did you know that loneliness can be associated with that? That's not something I even thought of, but how powerful is that? And I've noticed how much better I sleep when I am spending time with friends and family for dinner as opposed to eating in isolation, doing something like that. Also, seniors over the age of 77, an age group well-known for loneliness, had the lowest loneliness score, which is pretty interesting. I don't know what that would look like now it's because this study came out before this year when a lot of the social isolation went into place. But anyway, loneliness and healthcare costs. So even the U.S. Health Resources and Services Administration acknowledges there's an epidemic of loneliness in the U.S. and is taking a uh, mounting toll on public health. Um, According to this organization, a panel representation by the National Institute for Healthcare Management um, revealed social isolation among seniors is costing the federal government $6.7 billion each year and added healthcare spending as poor social relationships associated with a 29% risk of heart disease and 32% increased risk of stroke. Aside from the financial woes, a diagnosis of depression, anxiety, living in an urban community, and the increased use of technology for communication are identified as factors that increase loneliness. Um, So where does that leave us? Well, if you look at our public health system and how it works, It's overburdened right now with people that are sick, that are inflamed, and we have a major financial drain on our healthcare system that is costing taxpayers and the overall economy as a whole lots and lots of money. And not money just for the sake of money, but money for the sake of productivity. So you look at the billions of dollars that something like loneliness is draining from our system. How much better could that be oriented into pouring into helping people developing new treatments, new technologies for things that we can do instead of taking care of sick people in the sick care system. So just think about that. Um, If you are someone that is lonely, not only is it a responsibility for yourself, for your own health, but you have a responsibility for the health of humanity to help other people. And you never know when you are going out of your way to talk to someone, reach out to someone, have lunch with someone, be a friend to someone, what that is doing for them and then what that contributes to the greater good of humanity because we all make little choices every day like that. It's going to add up and eventually over time, I firmly believe, have a greater 
ripple effect throughout the health of the human species. Um, kind of going on, there's been a bu bunch of books and everything written about loneliness. Um, there's this one thing I thought that was cool. So uh, one question in a recent study was how many close friends do you have that you can turn to in a time of crisis? And the most common answer in the past used to be five. Today, the most common, common answer is none. And that's really sad that if something were to go wrong in your life, how many close people can you call, can you turn to that you know you can count on? And I think there's something to be said for that as humans, especially from an anxiety and depression standpoint, to know that it's going to be okay if something goes wrong in your life because you have a network of people. And for many thousands of years of human history, we traditionally did have a network of human people. Yeah, maybe not everybody has ideal life circumstances, but for the most part, you were in a community, you were in a tribe or something like that that had your back if something were to go wrong. However, when you don't really have that and there might be some underlying mechanism going on in your brain where you don't necessarily have this social support network if something goes wrong in your life, where you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders, where if you don't deliver, if you don't produce as a human, that's it. And there is probably some anxiety, especially I think in highly driven people where they take responsibility for themselves and maybe others around them, um, where they kind of get caught up in that. And I know I'm guilty of this myself, where they think that they're their only savior. And that's not true because there are people that love you and care about you. And if you embrace that, you can actually live a more fulfilled, abundant and pursuit of the goals you want to achieve in life because you have a tribe of people. So I think that's something that's really important to have. And it's really sad that the most common answer that people had when they asked who they could turn to in a time of crisis was nobody. Um, and again, this just is another reason for anxiety and depression that has become rampant in our society today. So another thing I wanted to talk about was technology. So again, technology, as far as we know it, is at an all-time high. And modern humans are for what we know, the most interconnected technologically. So we have video calls, social media platforms, all this stuff. However, when we rely on those things for our connection to other humans, it doesn't create this face-to-face -face connection. Um, you don't get the, the same vibrational and neuronal activity that you would get from being in someone else's electromagnetic field when you are with people as versus being on a video call, a Zoom call, Skype call, any of that stuff. So um, and I think that there's a catch 22 with that because it gives us this appearance that we have connection with other people. So, oh yeah, I talked to a hundred people today. We were on social media and we were doing all this stuff, but you're not getting that face-to-face. -face. And I think it's one reason people tend to say things that are meaner over social media or email that they wouldn't necessarily say to you in person. And again, there's this underlying thing that's going on there too. So um, moving on, I think there's something to be said for uh, loneliness and materialism. So a lot of loneliness, I think, comes from the fact that people get caught up in their job trying to pursue more. And again, I am no Strange of this myself and guilty of this myself, and you become so obsessed and so driven with your job that you often will ignore your friends, you'll ignore your family for the sake of wanting to create something that's good for them, but at the same time, you're not experiencing here in the present moment. I think it was 
Bob Dylan might have said, life is what happens when you're making plans. And so you become so obsessed with wanting to take care of the now and make money and do all these things. And then before you know it, you're neglecting your family and you're neglecting the things that are most important to you. And the reason that you're even pursuing those goals in the first place is to have more things for your family. So um, just as a way to kind of overcome this, what are some quick things just tangibly, tangibly that we can implement, implement going forward? I know a lot of this might now, right now might not be as easy with all the lockdown, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, join a club, learn a new skill, create rituals. I think that's something that's really powerful is to create rituals, whether that's with your friends or your family, but always having something that you treat as sacred. And I know I talk about that a lot, but having like a trip or a get together that you treat as sacred with friends and family can be really powerful in just developing um, some sort of tribal effect that really helps remove this loneliness from our life. Um, consider a digital detox. I know that's great. I try to do it as much as I can. Stay away from my phone as it doesn't relate to work. Um, use social media responsibly. Obviously, that's a whole different topic for a different day. Um, but exercise with others or something about struggling with others through that exercise effect that's powerful as well. And do more, do more local things. Um, talk to people in your community. Make friends. And again, like I said, you never know going out of your way when you talk to someone how much help that could help and change the trajectory of their life. So always just kind of raise the people you're around. That's one thing that I'm really conscious of and think and pray about right now is just how can I make the people better around me and not become so obsessed with myself and so obsessed with making money for myself and all those things because that will come if we are focused on serving others. So again, if you get anything from this, just know that loneliness is a chronic epidemic right now, something we are all experiencing and your health is directly affected by that. So if you wanna maximize your health, optimize your health, be the healthiest version of yourself, which is what I am all about. Get rid of loneliness in your life as much as possible and help make someone else someone else's life better, most importantly. So thanks again for tuning in and I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.